Hi guys, welcome along to a new show, a new episode of Certain Whitewash. I really should have had a look and see what the last show number was, but it must be about 40, 41. So let's say welcome along to show 40-ish of Certain Whitewash. Just me today, no one else to talk to. Um, not going to lie, I had a bit of a, a bit of a garbage day today and I was going to do some darkroom work this evening and I got up to the darkroom and thought, you know... I'm not really going to do anything. I haven't really got anything new to print or try, so I thought I'd just have a little chat, record a show. It's been quite some time since the last one, just to let you know what I'm all up to. So it's now, what, mid-January 2020 or 2020, whatever one you want. And I don't think I've released a show. I can't, I know, I can't even remember what the last show, when the last show was, certainly before Christmas. So... What's happened since Christmas? First of all, I want to take a few moments just to thank my emulsive secret Santa, uh, whose name was Nick. I'm not sure I ever got his surname, but thank you, Nick, if you listen. I'm sure you don't. But Nick was very generous. Nick sent me uh, a wonderful little care package, uh, a couple of rolls of Ilford's finest HP5 in 120, uh, a roll of the new um, Ortho film in 120, which I'm loving at the moment. So thank you very much for that, pal. Also included... Um, one of those really cool Ilford fridge magnets, which has taken pride of place on my fridge. And he's definitely done, he definitely done his homework because he also sent me a really, I'll say really old, I'm not sure how old it is to be honest, but a, a lovely book, bright yellow book called The Complete Art of Printing and Enlarging by O.R. Croy. Now, it's a pretty old book. You know an old book when you see them, the pages are slightly, uh, got that slight yellow tinge to them. When you open it up, this is first published in 1950, so I'm assuming this isn't the original 1950 version, because it's in too great a condition for that, but it's a, it's a fantastic book. It's not one that I'd heard of before, The Complete Art of Printing and Enlarging, so I'm sure, I've got, se I've got several darkroom books, I'm sure there's uh, lots of doubling up in information, but it starts by going... Things that you'll need, different types of enlargers, different types of paper. Even a little chart here, sorry I'm just literally doing this on the fly. A little chart here about matching different types of paper with different different subjects. For instance, a broad landscape. It suggests a rough surface texture on the paper, a luster paper with an ivory or cream tint and you'll get a warm black. Interesting, isn't it? Fantastic book. Uh, lots of examples of photographs, some troubleshooting, sort of tips type stuff. Um, negative retouching. Emancipated technique and solarization. I'm sure what they're all about. Well, I know what solarization is, but... Anyway, just a, a wonderful book and a great, great thing to receive. So thank you for that, pal. And the last thing he sent, which I was really touched by, he's gone out of his way. I don't know if he's from London or wherever he mail ordered this, but he's gone to all the effort of visiting 
L. Corneliuson, Corneliuson, yeah, L. Corneliuson and Son, um, who have been, according to the postcard, trading as artists, colourmen from the same area in London since 1855, and continues to supply materials and equipment for painters, gilders, and printmakers. And what he's got from there, he's uh, obviously had a look at my um, my Elsa wish list and maybe had a bit of a stalk on the social media and he knows that I like to print. So he's sent me some 25 sheets of 150 gram A4 um, handmade cotton rag paper. And uh, I'm not gonna be able to do this justice by talking about it, but it's wonderful, sort of slightly textured, that rough edge where it's just been sort of scalpeled paper little imperfections in it in places and it's just something that I'm going I'm really going to look forward to maybe Van Dyke printing onto this or um, maybe some cyanotype onto it or just maybe some liquid emulsion onto it I haven't decided yet but I was absolutely blown away with this thank you buddy that's a really awesome really awesome gift so that's that for my emulsive secret center sorry if you hear me win um, wincing quite a lot that's because I'm in quite a lot of pain I should probably tell a story now um, not related to photography at all but um, I spent the I spent a couple of hours in the emergency room this afternoon because I have got apparently at least one if not two maybe three slip discs in my spine and it really hurts so the the disc is basically poking out of my spine from where it should be and touching on the nerve um, so it's every now and again sending a horrific pain through my back down my butt and down my left leg so I had to spend some time over there this afternoon and get some heavy duty painkillers so that's where I was this afternoon and that's why I'm not really feeling printing this afternoon so yeah I'll apologize now if you catch me wincing or even screaming because it really hurts so I'm just gonna sit here talk to you and hopefully the uh, diazepam will kick in. Uh, right, so what's next up? Next up, I wanted to give a little shout out for uh, not a new podcast, but a new to me podcast. Um, I'm not sure where I heard about this dude. I thought it was on negative positives, but speaking to Mr. Gellerman about it, he didn't know about it either. So maybe I'm thinking it was Sunny 16. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I'd like to give a shout out to Henry Scott, who presents the Tales from the Magic Box podcast. Now, he successfully does what I wanted to do with this show. So I always said, and I, I mentioned this fairly regularly, that this show is only ever done as and when I've got something interesting to talk about, um, which hasn't been much recently due to my back and various other commitments and work and things. Um, but what he also does, which is what I sort of was trying to do with some of my later episodes where I was out and about recording in the field, was use it like um, like an audio sketchbook, audio diary, whatever the term is you want to you wanna call it, um, sort of recording what you're doing, maybe recording your camera settings and the light and all the things like that, save you writing it down in a book. And he does it, and he does it a lot better than, than I do. So I'm, I think, about half a dozen shows into, into um, his back catalogue at the moment. I'm just going to check is I've started now so I'm gonna not that it really matters yeah I'm up to 
January this year. So I've got three more, three more episodes left to listen to. And he's been out and about making some some cool images with a, a homemade four by five, what sounds like a a field camera that he's made, and doing some pinhole work as well, and a bit of experimentation. And he sounds he sounds like a cool guy who's on a sort of similar level, um, or sort of, uh, has similar, um, if not the same sort of interests as me, like building stuff and pinhole and stuff like that. He just seems to be a lot better at it than I am. So thanks for a great show, Henry, and. Thanks for the shout out for this show, um, which I was quite gobsmacked to hear that that was within the first couple of minutes of episode one, he'd uh, given me a shout out. That was really, really kind of you, pal. Your show is personal, it's relatable, and as I say, it's exactly what I wanted to do with with mine. You're just doing it better. Right, so I'm just going to take a little break, compose my thoughts, and I'll come back with the next part in just a moment. Cheers, guys. Okay, and I'm back. So this might be where the where the show derails just a little bit because I'm going to talk you through something that I've wanted to do a really long time. Haven't actually done it properly yet, but we're going to record it now live and hopefully it's all going to go well. What am I talking about? I'm talking about 4x5 photography. So if you've got a good memory, um, you might remember that on a show sometime around March last year, that's uh, 2019, I talked about how I was lucky enough to win a uh, Graflex speed graphic in a draw at the photography show that was given away, sorry about that, uh, that was being offered up as a prize by uh, Jeremy North, and I was the lucky winner. So... I've got that right in front of me now. I've given it a bit of a clean up. I have um, in when was that? At some point last year, when I was sort of still at university, I did take a couple of exposures with it, with a borrowed lens of some description and a Polaroid uh, back. So I took a couple of shots on there with some Type 55 that was just laying around, and it worked. And that then it got sort of put away and kind of not forgotten about but just put on a shelf because uh, I haven't had the time to sort of look at it or work on it or anything like that until recently so what I've got in front of me now is the is this early anniversary speed graphic and month mounted on it now is a Schneider Kruschner, uh Zenar 150mm lens f4.5 I assume that means the same as what it does with a, a normal 35mm or a medium format lens. I don't know much about large format lenses, and that's going to become fairly evident soon. It's in sat there in a Synchro Compure, Compure, Compure shutter, which I've had a play with, and the sounds, the shutter speeds sound alright-ish, I think. So what I'm going to do tonight is I was going to today go out, my plan originally was today, was to take it out somewhere cool and do this live sort of learning recording as and when I was out, partly because I thought it would be cool and not going to lie, partly influenced by Henry and his Tales from the Magic Box episodes. But because my back has been straight today and I've had to been going to the doctors, the tramadol and diazepam have kicked in, so I'm sat in my studio right now with it in front of me and I'm going to try and work out some way of doing oh, that's still life 
and I use the term loosely because what I'm probably going to do is just photograph my desk because that's about all I've got at the moment. So we're just going to shine some hefty old lights on it and see if we can make an exposure. Might work, might not work. We will see. So, as I said earlier, I don't really know much about how large format cameras work. I mean, I get obviously get that there's they're effectively just a big light type box with a lens on the front and a film. Uh, well, yeah, a piece of film in the back, just like any other camera. Um, but it was the sort of focusing that that I sort of struggled to com not comprehend, but so I don't know anything about it. So basically what I've done on the front of this, there's two, there's like two distance markers and having a chat with Alex Purcell the other night, he said, oh yeah, you line them up infinity to infinity and that should be focus to infinity, but that depends on the lens that you've got. And then having a sort of little read online and I think I managed to dig out a copy of the actual manual, it said it's, that's, it, that, that agreed with everything that he said um, and that was for the whatever lens that came with it. <clears throat> so basically what I've done is I set it up in the garden um, and just moved the front standard to a point or sort of lined up the, the rack with infinity, moved the front standard to a point where you, when you looked on the ground glass you could see that the trees at what I would say are infinity sort of past 100 feet which was the last distance marker were as sharp as possible and then I could sort of work on it I think I took it sort of past past its focus point and then sort of back a little bit so that I could use the focusing rail to to get it in focus so disregarding what the focusing rail says and then just doing it by eye so that's what I'm going to do today so I made so I pulled the, the bellows out pulled the front standard out and made a mark on like the uh, on the bed so that I know that that is sort of where infinity should be and then yeah made a little mark made a little mark with pencil so what i'm going to do now is just pull that out and then lock that off and then i'm going to set this up on a tripod and see how it goes so um didn't really think this through because i've only got one hand so i'm just going to pop this down and maybe raise my voice a little bit as I step away you can choose to whiz choose to whiz through this if you like or not in fact what I'm going to do is I've got an, a directional microphone for this recorder what I'm going to do is just stop the record pause the recording for a moment and then plug that in to bear me just a sec okay so I've now got the mic plugged in so in theory I can sit back and I can talk to you guys Without having to hold the, without having to hold the recorder. So if it works, if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, then I'll apologise. Now, the point of this is just, uh, I'm not going to retake it if it doesn't work, because the point of this is to record the first time, and it seems if I retake that, then it's kind of a, that's not what I wanted to do. So we'll just go through it and see what happens. So I'm just now, I've got the camera set up how I mentioned. Just screwing in the um, the tripod like locking plate, so it doesn't go anywhere. I've got my Manfrotto uh, 055 tripod, which I use for everything. It's more than capable of holding this camera. 
so that's now locked in there. <clears throat> Now's the point where I wince in pain as I'm going to have to stand up. So apologies if I do. Oh shit. Move that closer. Open it up the back. And pointing the camera roughly in the right direction. Okay. So now open up now. Remember that I don't know jack about this, so if you are a large format shooter and I'm doing stuff in the wrong order, feel free to shout at me, but I can't hear you. But I've just opened up the lens. There we go. So the speed graphic has a what's it called? Like a roller shutter in the back. Is that what they're called? A curtain shutter? I forget what they're called now. But the shutter that's built into the back, just in front of the film plane, which is just behind. No, it must be just in front. <coughs> um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to ignore that, because the lens that I put on the front is, like I say, set into a shutter. So the camera itself is set to time mode, so it's, it's open. So I can now see through the back. It's not in focus at all, but I can see through the back. I think what I'm going to need to do is get a bit more light here. So that's going to take me more than a couple of minutes. So I'm just going to pause the recording and I'll come back once I've done that. Okay, so now we have a bit more light on the scene. I should point out it is 20 past 8 on a January evening, so it's dark outside, there's no natural light coming into the studio, which is a shame, this is a stonking great big window above my desk, so that's alright, we've got uh, a big old Bowen's constant light that I have in the studio, oh, sorry I just need to sit down again, so that's throwing what I would deem as plenty of light onto the scene, I say on the still life, but it's literally just man i really should tidy that up but what's the point it's just a test shot it's just a shot of my desk so it's like i've forgotten everything that i know about photography you stick all this on a on a 35 millimeter camera or anything like that and i can tell you all exactly what to do but this is i'm sort of tiptoeing around this thing like it's some dangerous animal which is uh, a little bit odd but anyway um okay next thing i suppose we do is meter the scene i guess now i haven't got some big posh fancy light meter there's obviously no meter in the in the camera but what i have got is my um my little pocket gosson 16.0 light meter which seems to be fairly accurate when I've used it before, so we're going to just go with that and see what happens. Um, I'm, it's worth noting, I suppose, that the film holder that I've got with me is has got paper in it, so I'm going to make a paper negative of this. Um, yeah, I've, I haven't got much in the way of sheet film because although I do I do have some sheet film and it is loaded into other um, film holders, uh, sort of other double double-sided film holders um, 
I don't want to waste it because I've only got a few sheets of it. Um, so I have, maybe I should have gotten into this before. Um, I have a little bit of experience now shooting and developing uh, 4x5, but only in a homemade pinhole camera. So I say the experience of shooting was no different to shooting a paper neg that I'd normally do with it. Um, it's just the exposure is obviously shorter. So the way that I processed that was in a uh, one of those Patterson what they called uh, like orbital tray processors so they I think they're designed for like color color paper maybe or something like that but it's just a, a flat bottomed developing tank basically um that you can put four sheets of four by five in and it works worked well um but this I'll talk about that another time but this is like I say the first experience of using an actual four by five camera so Let's just get up again. So that was what I was saying, paper negatives. So my paper negatives, I rate at about ISO 3. Um, and this meter only goes down to 6, but that's that's fine. We can work with that. So let's just see. Let's just see what it says. So this is one of those manual meters where you point it at where you're going to take a picture of, and then you turn the dial until it matches the little matchstick needle. And this is saying, what are we saying here? A fifteenth of a second at two point eight. Okay, so this lens only goes down to four point five. It does have five point six on it, and my meter has four point six, uh, five point six on it. So at five point six, that's a quarter of a second okay so if you change that I'm saying so I'm, I'm shooting that's ASA 6 or ISO 6 um, so if I was to shoot at ISO 3 then that would be so of course second that'd be half a second so half a second at 5.6 um, but I don't want to shoot it at 5.6 I want to shoot it at um, I don't know, let's say F11. There's not much distance there, it's going to need depth of field, so 11. So that's da, 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 da. so this saying one second on here, or two seconds at F16, which I've got, and this shutter goes down to 2232. Well, why not do, why not do 22 for four seconds then? It's got a time, yeah, it's got a time on there. So we can do F22, no sorry, because that's still at 6, F22, 4 seconds, ASA 6, so if it's 3, that'll be double that, so it'll be 8 seconds. Yeah, fine. Now let's do 4 seconds at 16. Me is saying 2 seconds at 16 for 6, so we'll do 4 seconds at 16. Yeah, that'll work. Let me just... I'm going to make a note of that because I don't want to I don't want to set up the camera for that just yet <clears throat> because I'm still looking for it. So what did I say? Yeah. 4 seconds F16. Okay. So <clears throat> I know that this is just a test shot but hey, I'd like to make it look at least a little bit half decent so we'll just move that there and this is where I might get belly up I'm going to try and do this 
with this mic in my hand. Oh shit, yeah, everything's all backwards and upside down, isn't it? Literally never done this. There we go. So that looks sort of vaguely interesting. As much as interesting can be when it's just a pile of tat on your desk. And say a pile of tat, what can I see in here? There's an old radio, a couple of cameras, some filters, a flash gun. No, that's not tat, that's the cool book that I was talking about earlier. <clears throat> oh, screw it, we're just going to go with that. So, okay. So my understanding is because I've got my my aperture wide open on the lens, I'm actually seeing the live depth of field here. So if I were to change that, Jesus Christ, this requires a lot of bending over and when your back's knackered, oh shit, sorry. Right, so let's change the aperture. Oh, that's definitely making it darker. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Exposure triangle and all of that. Smaller the aperture, wider the depth of field, less light that comes in. Okay. So what did I say? I said 16, didn't I? So put that on 16. Does mean that I can't see so much, but. I pull this dark cloth over my head. I say dark cloth, what I really mean is my fleece. Okay, yeah, you can definitely see the you can see the depth of field change there, that's cool. Okay. I mean the composition's pretty garbage, but what did I say? It's just a test shot. Right, so next up I've just taken the microphone out um, so we're now about to hand on what I realised is I didn't check didn't critically check the focus so we're going to go back to wide open there we go so I can actually see stuff again and I'm going to use I've got an 8 times magnifying loop that I think it came in just like a box of box of stuff, box of darkroom stuff. And it's gonna be quite useful for this. So the plan is if I put that on the screen. So if I vaguely remember hyperfocal distance, which I'm not going to lie, I don't at all. I don't know if it applies to a scene that's only about six feet deep anyway. But if you focus somewhere to like a third of the way in, so like, oh, bollocks, I can't remember. I'm just going to focus on something and then stop it down and hopefully that'll be right. Okay, so I focused on something in the scene that's about halfway back. 
plan is now, then just put the little loop away. Plan is now then, if I stop back down to F16, then everything should be sharp. That's my plan anyway. So, stop that back down to 16. Very simple. There we go. So yeah, that's gone. Yeah, definitely got a bit more. Can't see as much, obviously, like I said before, because the aperture is smaller. There's less light coming through onto the ground glass. But that's fine. And it looks to be sharp front to back. Right, what's next? Now we close the aperture, the shutter again. So that's closed. That's closed. And I said, what did I say? F16 for four seconds. So we are on 16. So I'm on time. So I cock the shutter. Just going to check that this works. Open. Close. Cool. So that relies on me being able to count to four. Let's just practice that, shall we? One hippopotamus, two hippopotamus, three hippopotamus, four hippopotamus. Me. That's good enough for me. <clears throat> right, so, shutter. Aperture is closed. Shutter is cocked. There's nothing else to do at the business end there. So, let's get the film holder. I have to sit back down again because I can feel my back going. Oh, shit. <clears throat> so I can't see anything on the ground glass. That's good. That means the front end is shut. Let me just put the mic down while I put the film holder in. Hang on a sec. So just fold that away. Okay, film holders in. And looking through the front, aperture is definitely shut. So it's safe to take out the dark slide. Dark slide out. Now, apologies if you're a seasoned large format shooter. And you're now going, wait, 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 you haven't done blah, 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 blah. But I'm about to take this shot. So let's, uh, let's see what happens. Here we go. What I'm gonna use is I'm gonna use the, instead of counting hippopotamuses, cause that's a bit shit, I'm gonna use the uh, counter clock on this recorder. So here we go. Three, two, one, two. there we go. So that was my first, first four by five lensed photograph. Let's leave it there for the moment. Okay, so you might notice it's got a bit echoey now. Um, that means I'm actually in my dark room. 
So it struck me after I made that made that exposure in, because I made it onto a piece of paper, so in hopefully a paper negative. Um, so I just need to find another just get chair. Oh. Um, sorry, I realise I'm sounding like a proper old man, but frankly, I don't care. Um, what was I saying? Because my the studio that I'm working in is in the same bit as my darkroom. What I can do is develop that paper negative, and we'll see whether the camera works, and whether the lens works, and whether I meet it correctly. What I also realise is if it all goes horrifically wrong, then I'm going to put this out as a show. So if it goes wrong, it goes wrong and you'll get to laugh about it. Or tell me what I did wrong or something like that. So right now I've got all my, my chemicals uh, sat in a washing up bowl with some boiling water, just bringing them up to temperature. Um, when I process at home, when I process my film, I don't have to worry about this because my, um, my house is generally at about 20 degrees so my chemicals when they come out of the cupboard are at all or that's all working temperature not the case in the dark room it's bloody freezing in here um and so i'll go bring them up to temperature so i'm just gonna just gonna do that now now <clears throat> so the only thermometer that i have here um is just in fahrenheit so it's saying that the room temperature at the moment is just over 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Don't know what that is in Celsius, but cold. But I do know that 20 degrees centigrade, which is what I'm used to, is what, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. So if I can just bring my chemicals up to that, then we'll be fine. So just putting that in there now. Uh, developers are already at 65. So I'll just keep stirring that <clears throat> in the bath, in the water bath. 65, I'll hopefully be up to temperature in no time at all. So I wasn't expecting to do this. We 66, almost 67. A little bit nervous actually, because I feel like I feel like I know what I'm doing with regards to photography and especially developing and sort of printing. I've been doing it sort of long enough now that things don't generally go wrong. I see seven. Well, do won't it? Let's give it a couple of seconds longer. So I feel like I know what I'm doing without wanting to sound big headed or anything. So there's no reason why this shouldn't work. And let me just put this recorder down. Hang on a sec. Just dry that off. So that's the developer in the tray. And I'm not even going to te test the temperature of the other things, the, the stop and the fix. They've been in the water bath the same amount of time, so I'm going to assume they're at the same temperature. I'm not sure that's how thermal blah 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 works. And that's what I normally do when I'm printing with this stuff, and it's not been a problem yet, so. Dev, stop, fix, all in the tray. Trays, different trays, I hasten to add. Okay, so let me just close the door. This darkroom door closed. And because this is a paper neg, 
we can switch out the normal light. Red light is now on. And I can take this bit of paper with its hopefully latent image. And we can develop it right here, right now. So I'm just doing shit one-handed again, hang on. Just getting the tongs out. And here we go. Right, I'm just gonna have to put the recorder down. Because well, in all honesty, my back's about to go again, it feels like, so one of my hands is going to be doing the developing and one's going to be holding onto the onto the worktop so that I don't fall over in agony. So, just double check, just red light. There's a little light on the recorder, but frankly it's red and so dim, I can't see it's going to make a difference. That's the right side, so we'll take that dark side out. There is indeed a piece of paper in there. Paper out. <clears throat> I already have a timer set. So when I when I print, I think the uh, the instructions on the instructions on the bottle of developer. So I use the Ilford Multigrade developer. It says that the print will um, develop to completion in one minute. So I have a timer on the wall that's permanently set at a minute. So what I'll do is I will, well it's actually set for a minute and one second because that allows me to hit the button and then gives me a second to put it in the tray. So we'll do that and then in. So that is now in the developer and we shall swoosh it around and hope that something came out. Ooh, something's there. <laughs> There's definitely something there. It's come up a lot quicker than I expected. I wonder if that's uh, going to be grossly overexposed or not. We shall see. Sorry, I don't know if you've ever had... Sorry to bang on about this. I don't know if you've ever had back problems. But it's just... Even with the uh, tablets that the doctors are giving me, it's really quite difficult to find a, a comfortable standing position. So, right, that's the minute up. We definitely have something. Just take that out. Allow that to drip dry. Throw it in the stop, for which I do 30 seconds. I have a second timer set up for, for 30 seconds, so we'll just start that going. Give that a swish around. Actually, I don't know, I can't remember why I have 30 seconds. I think that's on the, I'm sure that's the recommended time in the bowl. I'm really happy that that worked. It looks to be, I can't remember what the paper is. I think the paper might be some old sort of expired Jessup's printing paper. I don't think it was Ilford paper. I normally work with Ilford stuff. So that's 30 seconds because frankly I love I just really like their stuff um, <clears throat> I was gifted a long while back a lot of sort of old expired paper 
So it's now going in the fix. So we set that for another 30 seconds. <clears throat> uh, a lot of it being, a lot of the paper being that sort of old Jessup's paper. Jessup's being like a, a sort of UK, pretty much underground now, gone under business. Um, oh, shit. Uh, the thing that I've found with it though is if you print directly onto it, then due to its age, it's kind of fogged due to the age. But I use it for paper negatives because that sort of fogged. If, it, if it's what you call volts, that effect tends to give you um, some. What's it means of the highlights? Where a highlight would be completely blown out, maybe it's not. It's grey a little bit. So it, to me, it just makes like a bit of a nicer negative to work from, really. So that's done. Let's just flick the light on. I don't know, normally, at this point, when I check, flick the light on, I just have a look around and check that I haven't left the box of paper open because I don't have a paper safe or anything so but I haven't had any paper out because this is a paper neg so lights on and hey <laughs> that's a that's a lensed four by five paper neg wicked I'm genuinely really happy with that Some uh, yeah, some detail which is a bit blown out, both in the shadows and the highlights. But what I normally do, what I'll do is, uh, so I don't know if anyone else does this. Um, if you've got an iPhone, I'm sure you can do it with other phones as well. But you can set, I have mine set, so if I click the home button three times, it inverts the screen inverts all the colours and I can use it to look at a negative as a positive if you just open up the camera so I hold it over what you're doing you can see and yeah hang on let's just take the direct light away from it that's pretty good I'm happy with that here we go first 4x5 Paper neg through the Graflex. That's all good. I was a bit worried that there'd be because I know that the the bellows. I should probably get this into wash. Hang on just a minute. Let me just get this into wash and then we'll have a bit more of a chat. So that's in the that's in the print washer now. Right. Let me just pause this. I'm going to go and find myself a seat and then we can talk about this further. Right, old man got his butt back in a seat, so he can talk without being in agony. Uh, so what was I saying? I know that, so this camera, I've, like I say, I won in the draw from Jeremy at the photography show. Um, it's uh, for a little bit of research and some, and a uh, brief chat with M from Emulsive, I've deduced that it's and bear in mind, I don't know anything about these, remember. Um, it appears to be an anniversary speed graphic. And I f <laughs> that was 1940s, I think. And it's in that that kind of condition. It's not not terrible. It's not falling to pieces. But it's not a mint. You know how I mean. It's good, a good little camera. It's, good, it's solid. Um, but when I noticed when you sort of pull the bellows out to their sort of full, or getting near their full extension, there's... I'd be playing it down if I said there were some pinholes in it there's some fairly large holes in 
the sort of corners where the bellows fold. And when I first sort of saw it, I was like, crap, that's that's not good, that's not going to work, that's going to piss light in everywhere, I'm going to have to make some new bellows. But then it occurred to me when I shot those, I mentioned earlier, I shot some um, Type 55 or 54, I forget what it was, um, in a Polaroid back for it. Um, and they came out fine, there was no, there was no leaks on it and it occurred to me that obviously when you you don't need the bellows pulled out to their full extension to make the shot unless i think you're sort of going proper macro or whatever and you're focusing on something really close they don't pull out that far from my experience so they're only pulled out probably half half of their full extension at the moment and when they're folded up these pinholes these holes in the bellows look to sort of not fill themselves but they're not an issue because the the material is sort of folded up on itself so yeah it's it seems to work now the camera basically what i intend to do with this is i've seen i don't know if you've seen m's m's got um m from a multiple i think it's got the same camera i think his is an anniversary speed but he's done a really, really nice job of restoring his. And I hope to do, well, a large part of me wants to do the same. I'd like to get it back looking like it did when it was new. But there's another part of me that wants to, and this is the part that's going to come through at the moment, because I haven't got the, the funds or the time or even the knowledge to, to do this thing justice at the moment. So I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it how it is. Um, I'll post some pictures of it on the Instagram page at some point so you can have a look if you haven't seen it already. Um, it's got that kind of ratty look at the moment which I'm really I'm really digging. Um, some of the, I mean some of the, is it leather or leather, I don't know what it would be from that time, um, is is peeling away. The actual body, the leather around that, the body of the camera is, is fairly fairly fine but on like the the bed like the door that folds down the drop bed it is properly shrunk and coming off of there um so i might just attack a little bit of glue on there to stop it coming any further but it looks cool you know it looks like a working not like a working camera but i i i used to i used to be in the car the car scene particularly like the vw scene and i really like those cars whether you're familiar with it or not, it's called like the rat look, where it, it's all, it's solid, but it looks tatty, you know, and I, I have a soft spot for that still, and I think that's what's kind of playing into it with, with this camera. It's fully functional, but it looks, it just looks a bit ray, and I like that, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry on using it, particularly spurred on by the fact that that negative actually worked. So, yeah, I think that's probably about... Well, that's probably made a decent length show, I reckon. Stop warbling on anymore. Um, I'm going to... You know what? Might not be the end of the show. I might even... Oh, well, I should have done with that before. Yeah, I'm going to wash that negative. And then either at the end of this show, or by, uh, either next in this show or in ne in a coming show, I'm going to make a um, a contact print with it. If I can dry it quick enough, I might do it now. I'd like to get this show out as soon as I can because I haven't put out a show for a while. I'm, I'm really sort of infused at the moment and I'd like to get one out. So we'll leave that here for now. Um, I'm going to assume that I'm not going to do it for now. And I'll speak to you next time. Thanks, guys. Nice talking to you all again. Bye-bye.
Okay, so final part, as I suspected, um, there was no way I was not going to make a, a contact print of that negative tonight because I'm on a bit of a roll and my darkroom's not at home, so there was no way I was going to let the neg dry overnight and then come back another night because I don't have that much. I mean, I'm quite lucky that I have my own darkroom and I can dedicate a couple of evenings a week to, to printing. But it's now, it's Sunday night. Sunday night is one of those nights that I can dedicate and it's normally a Sunday and a Wednesday that I can do this. So there was no way I was gonna wait until Wednesday was there really, let's be honest. So what I'm gonna do now is just have a, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make a contact print of this and see how it comes out. So I'm gonna put the recorder down and so I'm gonna carry on talking. So hopefully you'll be able to hear me. Apologies if it's a bit echoey. I'll try and raise my voice a little bit. So here we go. So got the neg here. Well, it's been a little while. It's been a couple of weeks since I've done this, so bear with me while I remember what the hell I'm doing. Flick the white light out. Got a box of Ilford um, Ilford Speed RC paper here. Grade two. There's only a couple of sheets left in it, so. We got literally two, literally two sheets in it. So we we'll use one as a test strip, and we use one like a print. I'm under no illusion that it's going to be anything amazing. Oh, sorry, got to sit down again. Oh, this is getting ridiculous. So, oh, yeah, just hang on a minute. Okay, sorry about that. Just had to uh, pull up a chair. So, just noticed that um, obviously the recorder that I use, when you first start recording, it's all lit up. So what I'm gonna have to do is uh, just leave that recording for a little while. I can't remember, don't know how long it is. Just so the so it goes into stand. Uh, so the screen goes into standby basically, because although it's fairly dim. And this is only a test, I don't really want it to fog fog the paper that I'm using. So hopefully that'll go off in a second. So I've got my negative here. As soon as that goes out, I'll get a piece of paper out again. I thought it would have been quicker than that than this, but obviously not. Watch pot never boils and all that. So until that happens. So I'm going to use my my larger as a as a light source to do this. I've been contact printing a bit in the past sort of few weeks. There we go. The screen's just gone off now. So and I have so I, I have a, a specific height that I have the enlarger set, and that's sort of marked off with a bit of tape. So I know roughly. Um, so I know when I'm contact printing, I can get consistency with the light source. So what I'm going to do now is open up the box again get the paper out and then so if you haven't done this before it's really really simple um, you just lay your negative be that paper negative or your film negative on top of uh, a piece of paper so the the negative is four by five size but the bit of paper that I'm using is uh, slightly bigger um, what is this this is four and a half by five and a half inch paper so when you sandwich it on there it's not ideal it's not how I'd want to do it because it's pretty much the right sort of 
vertical height, but it's too long horizontally. So it's not going to end up with a nice border. But hey ho, it's just a test. So the paper goes down, obviously emulsion side up, and then your negative goes on top of that emulsion side down. And then I just sandwich it with a piece of glass just to keep it nice and uh, tightly in contact. So what I'm going to do is make a test strip. Now I know a lot of people uh, at the moment are sort of singing the praises of f-stop printing, and I don't I'm not. I don't understand it basically. Well, I understand it, but I don't really get it or want to use it right now at least. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit this with some light. I'm going to do what am I going to do with this? I'm going to do 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 25 seconds, and maybe 30 seconds, depending on how big. It's not that big, so I've just got the 25. So, I'm going to set my uh, timer for five seconds. And then just move the recorder. I hope you can still hear me. Move the recorder, I'm gonna hit that with five seconds of light. There we go. That's five. And I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do is then just hold a bit of black card over a small section of it so that I know that, that section isn't gonna get any more light. So now I'm gonna hit it again. So now that the paper that is not under the card, now has had 10 seconds of light. And then I'm going to move the bit of card over again and just repeat it. So the next slot has had 15 seconds. Done. Next bit now had 20 seconds. Done. Next bit 25. And then we'll just do that last bit of 30. There we go. So now I have a piece of paper that has been exposed across it, sort of horizontally. A bit of 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever it was I said. It's probably well out, but we shall see. So now we go through the same process. Now we go through the same process that we did when I developed the actual neg. So we hit the timer for a minute, pop the bit of paper in. And give it a bit of a swirl around and then hopefully if one of those times is right or at least sort of vaguely right I'll be able to see what um, exposure I need to give to the actual final contact print so now the the edges where the negative wasn't are now coming up nice and black Still haven't got an image yet. Doesn't entirely fill me with confidence. Hmm, maybe I've done something wrong. Yeah, I guess I've done something wrong because nothing's come up at all on that. So, let me just uh, stop the recording and I will just have a check and see what's going on. It might just need uh, a lot more exposure. Bear me a bit. Okay, so that really didn't go how I envisioned it.
Um, but I'm going to assume because it's, it's exactly the same developer that I used to develop the neg and the edges of the paper that were exposed to the constant light for the whole time all came up black so I'm assuming that it just needed a lot more exposure than I was thinking so the enlarger lens is wide open this one goes up to 4, f4.5 so where did I finish I finished at 30 so maybe it's just gonna need a lot more so if I start it start the next test strip at 30 and give it 40 50 60 70 that's a lot more than I was expecting but maybe that's just just what it needs I'm not a master darkroom printer and I'd probably I wouldn't go as far as saying I don't have a clue what I'm doing but I know what works for me so we'll just go with that so once the light from this recorder has gone out which it has done now I'll get another bit of paper out and that is the last bit of paper in there so you're gonna have to oh no wait there's a little bit in there that's been cut to there's a couple of bits in there that have been cut to exactly four by five that's handy isn't it so let me just check that I've got that is right isn't it so the negative is negative is reversed so that does want to go face down on the emulsion that way it will yeah that way it will way it does eventually print it'll be the correct way around so I'll put that down under that stick the old bit of glass back down and we'll start with 30 seconds put the other sheets of paper back in the bag and we're just going to blow them out completely which we don't want and we'll hand it for testing and we'll start so that's 30 seconds going no it's not that was three seconds going idiot um all right let's do some maths now so that's three six nine one is ten so then we want 20 on top of that so my timer basically it goes up to six seconds and then it's got a little toggle switch on it that allows you to times the numbers by 10 so I wanted 30 seconds and I forgot to flip the toggle switch over to 10, 10 times so I've done three instead of 30 so now I've flicked it to two and 10 times which is 20 so by the time this is done that'll have 30 seconds of exposure hope that makes sense so that's 30 seconds <coughs> excuse me where did that piece of card go Sake. I really need to get a, a brighter red light for this place. Right, there we go. So that was 30. And we'll flick that to 10 seconds. So now that bit will have had 40. Cool. Move it along. 50 and then move it over once more and this last little bit can have 60 
Boom, there we go. So if you're, a, if you're a very experienced darkroom printer and you're listening to this going, what the hell is he doing? I apologize now, I'm still learning. So flick the timer, in we go. Give that a wash around. Tongs have disappeared. There they are. So edges are coming up black. God, I hope this works. Had uh, actually quite a successful evening up to this point. There we go, there's something at least. So obviously just needed a lot more. Obviously just needed a lot more time than I thought. Looking at this, it might still need some more. I mean, did I give that five seconds? Ten seconds? I can't remember. But that was it's pretty short. So it's there. So what I was expecting, much more defined differences across the across the test strip, and it's still, if I'm honest, it's massively the print is still massively underexposed. I don't know if I'm doing something different. Uh, I suppose I am printing. Yeah. Actually, to be fair, recently I've been doing a lot of um, contact prints from actual film negatives. <coughs> Excuse me, um, and it does make sense, I suppose, that if you're printing from a film negative, that's going to take less time because the film is a lot more translucent than the paper neg is. So yeah, that does make sense, I suppose. I suppose I could move my light source closer, but no, I don't want to do that because I don't want to get into different heights, I like the consistency. So what was that? That was 60 seconds, I think, was the longest one, and that's still massively under. So... Yeah, that's... Shit. Pardon my language. That's rubbish. So I'll throw that in a fix anyway, but that's unusable. And we'll just try again. Good job there was a couple of extra sheets in there. So this one again is... I think I must have cut this down to fit in the camera because it is pretty much perfect 4x5 size. So I must have cut it down at one point to put in a film holder and then not needed it or just not used it. But anyway, should make a good test. Okay, so we stopped at 60 on that last one. So we'll crank that around to 60. Paper bag is done. Lens is definitely wide open. So I guess, well, we'll just give it 
Just keep doing the same thing. We'll start at 70 this time. Because 60 was massively under. 70, 80. 80? How's 80? 70, 80. 90, 100. What's that? A minute and a half just over. And go from there. So. I mean, I, I always used to say with this show that, oh, this is going to be a short show, this is going to be a short show. And sometimes it was a short show and sometimes it wasn't. I genuinely thought with this one that it might be fairly short. I was just going to have a little chat and mention my emulsive Santa. Give a shout out to Harry. Harry? Henry? Fuck. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I a bit late now. Um, give a shout out to Towson the Magic Box and all would be good. And then I started doing all this and anyway. So let's add 60. Give it another 10. So that's 10. Uh, 70, sorry. So we'll go back to give it a little bit more. So I actually sent the old Taos from the Magic Box a uh, a call in because he uses Anchor. So it's another tent. And I think one of the things I said to him was I was amazed at how how well he manages to hold because he's a he's a solo podcaster, and I was amazed at how he manages to hold a conversation, a perfectly coherent conversation, with whatever he's using to record from. I don't know whether he uses um, like a handheld like Dixophone like I'm using or whether he uses his phone. The quality sounds too good to be using a phone, if I'm honest. But he's quite often out walking. He lives up in, I think he lives up in sort of the Peak District area of the UK, which is a beautiful part of the of the country if you ever want to go there. Um, he certainly spends a lot of time photographing there if he doesn't live there. But he's off walking around and he's chatting away and the sound quality is great. And he's setting up his camera and he's doing this, but... I don't know whether he's using like a a mic that's clipped to him or not, but I really struggle to sort of hold this conversation with effectively myself. Obviously I'm not, you guys are listening and I'm eternally grateful for that, but I don't like the the sort of silence while I'm doing something. I feel like I should be sort of filling that silence with stuff, but you know what? I just, I just can't. I'm just not that kind of kind of guy sorry old man's having to get the old seat out again oh so right i can't even remember the times now this is what i mean i can't talk and do stuff at the same time apparently that's down to my dyslexia i think it's just because i'm a man so anyway that's had and it's time no i don't even know what's going on with that Jesus Christ, it's just... Now that one's just come up completely black with a big white spot in the middle. Don't know what the hell is going on with that. Crazy. Now well, that one's just going straight in the... Straight in the bin, probably. Right, next attempt. <clears throat> I 
Right, this is the last bit of that paper. What the hell went wrong with that? It's almost like that had been... That's just like it was massively overexposed. But the upper bit was massively underexposed. How does that... That can't possibly be a thing, surely. <coughs> Although this time does seem ridiculously long, even for a paper neck. So I don't know now whether the problem is this one, which is really, I don't know whether this one is really overexposed or that other one is really underexposed. <clears throat> okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do another test one and I'm gonna go back to 40 seconds as a base point. Do 40, 50, 60, 70, and see what happens there. <coughs> Excuse me. Right, time is set for 40. I'm not, I'm not getting annoyed now. Um, it's, not, it's not particularly late in the grand scheme of things. It's only 20 to 10 in the evening, but the, I guess I got kind of uh, spoiled by the fact that the negative like the camera worked first time and the negative developed first time and I thought I've had enough experience printing in the dark room that this contact print should work first time and I thought to be fair by now I'd have a nice little uh, nice little contact print of all the shite that's on my desk sorry I'm going to have to put the explicit filter on this um, yeah so yeah, you know me well enough now to know that I just ramble along a little tap so so that was 40, we go again, uh, set that to 10, so that's 40, that's probably 50, I hope from this then I'll be able to establish whether there was either something too wrong with that first one or with that second one. And I'll know whether I was massively overexposing or massively underexposing, in theory. So I wasn't aware this paper is fine. Um, I know I have a box of paper that I did, I've written off because I turned the light on while the bag was still open, so I assume that it's all completely burnt. But that's not this box. That box is very clearly marked as burnt. I don't even know why I've still got it. I think I was going to try and use it to salvage some of it for paper eggs. But, hey-ho, <clears throat> if this doesn't work, then it doesn't work, and we'll try and work out why. So that's done. What was that, 40, 50, 60, 70, I think that was. Set the timer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Get a frog in my throat now. So it's back in the dev tray. Let's see what happens with this one. Hopefully, there'll be something usable on it. just looking massively under again. 
massively under. There's nothing, literally nothing. Literally nothing on it. Am I? Right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stop recording and I'm going to take a little break because, yeah, I'm not going to lie, this is starting to wind me up. So I'll come back in just a little bit and try again. Okay, let's give this another go. So what I've just done off off mic is, so as I run out of that paper, um, I've just done another, so just found another box of, so what is this? This is again donated paper. This is five by seven, uh, Ilford multi-grade for RC Deluxe pearl paper. Again, there's not very much in it. I'm sort of working on like the last little bits of small paper here. But i just done a, another test print. Um, I'm gonna do 30, 40, 50 and 60 seconds. And there's a, there's an image there. It's not great. Uh, just check, I'll put that paper away. It's just finished fixing now. So I'll flick the light on. Um, yeah, there's definitely a picture there, but it's very, it's pretty damn underexposed. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that that last bunch of paper that I was using was was dead. So I'm going to just stick that in the, it won't be used, but we'll stick that in the wash. So, flick the light off. I'm going to do now, get another bit of that paper. And try again. What is it they used to say? If at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. So, okay, so we're going to start this one at 60. I mean, they seem like awful long exposure times, but I don't have that much experience printing from paper negs, so. As they're quite thick, like I say, just going to assume that that's correct. So we'll start that going. That's 60 seconds. So I'm not normally one for like having my confidence beat back or anything, but like I say, I was expecting this to be fairly, fairly easy. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I'm looking at, I have a, a sign on my on my wall in the darkroom that's been up there from when I was doing a lot of experimenting with alt process for my masters. And it simply says, keep trying. And I do, yeah, I look up at that and think, when I'm getting a bit pissed off with this, and think, yeah, just keep trying. Because if you stop, if, chances are you're not gonna come back to it anytime soon. Like I say, I only really get two nights a week, which I know is quite a lot for, I'm quite lucky for that way. You're gonna get two nights a week where I can do this. And if I stop now, it's gonna be Wednesday night before I can even attempt this again. And I wanna have a result out of it basically. So yeah, keep trying. That's the advice. So that's had 60 seconds. Let's flick that back down to 10. Cover that bit up. You've heard all this before. And I apologise for that. Thank you for sticking with me if you have. So that's now at 70. This bill I've had 80 seconds.
This bit will have 90. So one thing I did do when I was off mic as well, I when I was off record, I had a quick look just I had to Google and just see like just to sort of how do you contact print? And I, and the instructions obviously came out the first time and I was like that's that's exactly what I'm doing. And I've come across an article from something or the other. Um, so I was just turning the water down, I was going to need a wee. Um, they just said like using a, a light bulb above it and just start with like one second or two seconds. And that seems like remarkably quick, but then I suppose the light source that I'm using is my enlarger. It's not like a big old angle poise lamp. So it, yeah, it's, it's quite a lot darker. So maybe that is, that's just the problem. Maybe my light source isn't bright enough to really be doing this so I guess that's something to think about in the future. I have got an angle poise light in here which is the main, well it's the only light source other than my red light in the dark room. Um, but I was sort of restrained from using that because I had been, like I said, I've been using my larger lamp to contact print from like 6 by 12 film negatives and I wanted that consistency. Like with the angle poise I don't want to be sort of trying to recreate its height and distance away from the print each time so yeah I guess if these just take a bit longer they take a bit longer and that's the way it is I guess so right that's coming up in the developer now there's definitely a picture there <clears throat> again I'm not seeing so many um, like differences in the sort of time bits but maybe that's maybe that's why you have stopped print <clears throat> so let's just pull that out Put that in the stop. You know what, I'm gonna be really knocked off if you can't hear me very well if I go to review this and you can't hear me. I probably should have plugged in that sort of, that directional mic, but hey ho, I apologize now. There's no way I'm redoing this. I forgot to set the time on that, so we'll just assume that's about 30 seconds in the stop. Stop's not an entirely necessary pro part of the process, but I have it, so why not? So that's in the fix now, 30 seconds. Just make sure that I shut that bag of paper. Yeah, it did. What time is it now? Approaching 10 o'clock. <clears throat> Should probably pack it in at some point soon. It's a school night after all. Got a bit of work first thing tomorrow. So that's 30 seconds. There we go. It's definitely, definitely getting better. But it's still, um, very very flat like very flat I wonder if I should put a, a contrast filter in maybe we should try that so there's no no filter in that right now Boom. 
So if I've got a grade three filter in the enlarger, what was that? 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. Okay. There we go. <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie, I'm getting pretty fed up with this now. So we might end up at the end of this show without a picture, which is gonna be quite a bit irritating. But I just, I just wanna see this work. So we'll put another bit of paper there. And we've got a grade three filter in. I can't remember if up to, so there's a point when you use filters and you're in larger, there's a point after a certain grade where you have to add extra time. I think you have to double the time. I can't remember if it's under three or if it's three and over. What are the chances of that saying on the pack? Oh, there we go. Exposed normally for grade zero to three. Okay, fine. So that last one was a hundred seconds. But it was still a bit under. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give that I'm gonna give that 120 seconds. I don't know why. I'm just getting fed up with this now. I'm gonna give that 120 seconds. So that's two hits with a 60. Cover that bag up. I'll give that two hits with that. And I'll just pause this and I'll come back when that's done. Okay, so, can't remember where I got to recording, but I've just been doing some tests while I haven't been recording. And I got to, I, so I was working with a grade three filter and that said to just do your normal print time. So I was literally pulling times out of nowhere and I was going three minutes um, with this grade three and they still weren't working properly. So what I tried next was I realized I had another lens for the enlarger that actually opened up a little bit uh, wider. That opens up to 2.8. So I tried that. So I thought three minutes with 2.8 should be a bit longer and they still weren't coming out so I kind of lost my rag a little bit and thought, went back to what it was saying about what I, what I mentioned that I read online about using an angle poise lamp and I sort of tried that and that said I try one second then two second and what have you so that's what I tried and I'm now looking at the test strip which is one second two second three second and four seconds and literally no real sort of fought into it, I just sort of angled the angle poise at the baseboard of the enlarger and sort of worked out where it sort of got the main beam of it into the center where the neg will be and hit it with that. And that's even in at the one second, even at the one second mark, that's pretty heavily overexposed and rather flat. No, yeah, maybe. Okay. So what I'm gonna do now, uh, I'm ready to call it a night, whether I've got a picture or not, to be honest. Um, 
I know that the camera works. <clears throat> I know that the paper negative process works. <clears throat> so let's just flick that light off. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do one final one on mic right now. Looking back at that neg, it looks like the area, the it should be somewhere between one and two seconds. So what I'm going to do is, so I'm just looking for a, a four by five mask that I've made before, so that it doesn't burn out the edges of the paper. So I'm going to do that, glass on, and I'm going to hit that for as close to one and a half seconds as I can, as I can time myself. So one hippopotamus bit done. It's probably a massively out, but frankly, at this moment, I don't care. So I'm going to pop that in the dev. Timer set. In we go. This is definitely going to be the last one of the evening. Sorry, I forgot the recorder was over there. Um, it's definitely going to be the last one of the evening because, frankly, I'm. It's not late. It's twenty past ten, but I'm getting pretty tired and my back is starting to hurt again. I should really take some more painkillers if I'm going to be up longer and I haven't got them with me. So we're just going to make this last one. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Maybe, uh, maybe one of you lot would like to that's competent in or at least experienced in contact printing and want to come on one day and have a chat with me. That'd be cool. So it's just coming up now. Yeah, it's looking, it's looking pretty dark. <clears throat> Bit disheartening, but uh, you know what? I kind of learned, I learned something this evening and that is that my enlarger, even with the 2.8 lens isn't bright enough to make a, a contact print from a paper neg really unless you're going to sit under it for probably an hour or so oh it's just it's a bit too dark maybe just like maybe it just needs like a flick on and a flick off like not even a second man i got a lot of test strips for the bin today i keep dropping my Tongs in the chemicals. Just stick that in the fix for a second and see how that looks. Ugh. I mean, I suppose I could try one more. Literally just flicking the light on and then off, like pretty much as quick as I could. That wouldn't take long, would it? Oh. too long. Fuck it. Sorry. I'm going to do one more. Can we do one more? Is this a boring show? I don't know if this is boring or not. I mean, I found this really quite interesting, but then I'm actually doing it. And you, if you are still listening, which I wouldn't blame you if you're not, are just literally sitting here or standing or whatever you're doing on your commute listening to me getting more and more annoyed 
See how I tried not to swear there? I, I, I apologise for that now. I know some of you guys probably don't like. I, I, it's, I'm not going to try and justify it, but I spent a lot of time working in a in a vehicle body shop, and they're just like a, just like garages. People swear like troopers in them, and it's not. I'm not trying to blame that or make it any better. I know some people don't like swearing, and for that I apologise. But sometimes I just forget myself. So here we go. Shut that bag. This is definitely the last one, so I'm just going to literally flick this on and flick it off as quick as I can. Here we go. That's it. Let's see. Oh. Let's see what happens. Come on. Last one of the evening. In the day. Minute. Sloshy, sloshy. It's true what they say, darkroom printing is addictive. Even when it's not going right. So one more print, one more print, one more test. See if it works. Kind of hard thing to explain if you've never if you've never printed in the darkroom before, it's kind of a hard thing to try and explain to someone that like, now you just lose hours and hours in there. I dread to think how long this uh, this show is going to be now, but I've been in here as long as this. Still trying to make one print. Yeah, don't look too bad. It's still a bit dark, but certainly nowhere near as dark as it was before. I think that might be a one, you know. stop yeah this is definitely the last one of the evening I can feel my back seizing up again pain down my leg I'm sure you guys don't care about my ill health <laughs> Sorry, in advance. Well, not in advance because I've already done it. <laughs> so I'm getting tired now. Shut up, timer. So, just take it out of the stop. Sling it in the fix. Another 30 seconds. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can see now that, well, it's hard to tell under the red light. My red light's not all that bright, to be fair. But it looks. A little bit uneven maybe in the spread of the light because the light source from the angle boys wasn't directly overhead so I guess that means it was brighter on one side than it was on the other which I don't really care right now there we go that's had 30 seconds <clears throat> shut up flick the light on have a gander Not great. If anything, it's under. So that sort of flick on and flick off was underexposed, and the 
that second was over. I'm going to have to, I don't know, try and rig. Uh, maybe there's a chance that I could rig the timer up. My timer for my enlarger up to the angle poise. Or maybe I should just, I suppose I could move. I don't want to get involved in moving the enlarger down further because then I'll lose what the settings that I had for contact printing film and obviously the closer that the enlarger lens gets to the print the smaller the area that the light throws out so we'll work something out maybe I'll buy a dedicated contact printer but that's it that's definitely it that's all I have to say about tonight I'm going to just wash these off and then frankly I'm going to go home and go to bed and I'm going to edit the show in the morning so thank you very much for sticking with me I do truly truly appreciate every one of you that listens and sends me stuff um, sends me questions and answers and emails and call-ins and stuff really appreciate every one of you um, let's just sign out this show how do we normally do that you can find my work um, on Instagram, Neil underscore Piper, or on neilpiper.com. Uh, the show has an Instagram at Soot and Whitewash, and you can find me on there. Is that it? No, Kevin McLeod. Thanks, Kevin McLeod, for the use of the music that I sort of tie the end and the beginning of the show together. And that's about it for this show. I shall talk to you again soon. Thanks for bearing with me, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.